We're going to talk to Kyler Murray's longtime friend and trainer, Stephen Baca. He's going to join us on this edition of Locked on Cardinals, and then we're going to get the unthinkable to happen. Well, actually, we're going to do that first. We're going to get Alex Clancy to give Cliff Kingsbury, Cliffy baby, a well-deserved apology. It's coming up on this edition of Locked on Cardinals. We're your host, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, fired up, rise up, red seats. Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We always appreciate you tuning in, making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each. And every morning, it's uh, it's just an honor to talk to everybody. We see the chat on YouTube. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, I highly suggest that you do so. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the action. We're premiering episodes every weekday at 10 a.m. Except for, of course, after the Arizona Cardinals play. We've got our halftime show there. And then we've got our post-game podcast that usually airs just a few hours after the game. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, follow us on Twitter at Bob Brack. This is way to find me at Clancy's Corner that opened to our show. We uh, we spoke to some ASU students a couple uh, just hours ago, actually, Alex, and uh, they were like, "Hey, why, why are there uh, why are there squeaking basketball shoes?" In your- <laughs> and I couldn't answer the, the the young man. I didn't have an answer for him, but uh, that's just what we got. Okay, we might change it, but we have no idea. That was the that was the toughest question I had to answer out of all those. Yeah, and once again, you let more people down, which, you know, surprised nobody. Um, What's the football sound? Is it tackling the or, you know, whatever? There's not like a real football sound. Basketball kind of has that. Basketball and baseball really have that market cornered in the crack of the bat, you know, the, 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 the fans and everything. But football doesn't really have a sound except for people bludgeoning each other with head first, you know? <laughs> Is everybody getting CTE at all at once? That's the sound bite for football. You mentioned baseball, the one wild card game in the books as of now. Another one untapped tonight. Check out our friends over at Locked On MLB, all the great shows. If you're in if you want more insight on any of the teams in the postseason, check out their uh, the respective podcasts. Great work they're doing over there at Locked On MLB. So we're gonna talk to Steven Baca. Uh, he is the longtime friend and trainer of Kyler Murray, an MVP front runner. He's had an incredible start to the season. He's uh, leading the way for the 4-0 Arizona Cardinals. And a little update for you all. The Arizona Cardinals, according to our Locked On Podcast Network power rankings, the Cardinals did not come in number one, just as Alex and I had predicted. The Buffalo Bills, they get the top spot. They kind of pull one over. They were able to be like the Nuke Hopkins and kind of, go over then the Hail Mary and steal the number one spot from the Arizona Cardinals. Actually, the Arizona Cardinals were third. Highway robbery. The Arizona Cardinals were third. The Buccaneers were two. Uh, It's just strange to me, Alex, because the Arizona Cardinals, um, the only undefeated team in the NFL, and then the Locked On Podcast Network hosts, if any of you are listening, I'm talking to you directly. You had no problem anointing the Los Angeles Rams, the number one team a week ago, after the win over the Bucks, and then the Arizona Cardinals quickly dispose of the Rams. Blow the doors off the Rams. No question about that, who won that game, or it never was in the balance, but yet they're hesitant to uh, to 
give the Cardinals the top spot. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, if there's another podcast platform out there that wants two Arizona Cardinals hosts, we're open for business. I mean, the, the disrespect from the Lockdown Podcast NFL hosts, it's, it's a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery. It's a Travis sham mockery. <laughs> Thank you, Bill Odenkirk, for one of the first moments you entered my life with uh. that commercial. Um, it's expected. I mean, I think the Bills should I, – I voted for the Bills to be number one. Um, I think I put the Cardinals at number two just because the Bills have been there before. It's it's like what we talked about last podcast. It's how are you defining this? Is it best right now through four weeks? Is it record alone? Are there different nuanced things to where it's, you know, the national media and and and, and such? ESPN had the Cardinals at two, I believe, behind Buffalo and just ahead of the Los Angeles Rams. So yeah. they're getting the recognition they deserve. I don't – you put them at number one, cool. Put them at number two, fine. Put them at number three. I kind of have a problem with it. It's it's uh, it's it's good fodder for us to to talk about to debate. Uh, Pro Football Network had them number one. I think NFL.com had them number one. Um, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And you're right. The criteria right. it changes from you know hosts to writers to whoever's voting on these. The criteria is different for everybody. But I, I just think it was pretty easy for somebody to say, you know what, last undefeated team. Good win over the Rams. Great win over the Rams. It's the Cardinals. But people are stubborn. They're digging in. People have their reservations about this Arizona Cardinals team. Somebody was t- It was your co-host on the Lockdown NFL podcast, Tyler Rowland of, of the Titans. He was My telling boy. that he trusts the Bills defense, the defense that beat up on poor Davis Mills, the rookie quarterback out of Stanford who threw four picks, that he, he trusts the Bills defense. I'm like, Tyler. You watched this Arizona Cardinals defense dominate the Titans for 60 straight minutes. Like, what else do you need? You watched it firsthand. Like, let's not get too smart for the room here. I don't know. Speaking of which, before we get to Stephen Buck, <laughs> it's time. It's well, it's well overdue. People have gotten to my mentions. People have DM'd me, and they said, you, you have to hold your co-host, Alex Glancy, accountable for what he has said about Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, who we outlined, is now the uh, odds-on favorite to win the NFL Coach of the Year. We talked about it on Tuesday episode. Good episode. Check it out if you haven't done so already. Uh, and, and, and that we had a great graphic on our uh, Lockdown AZ cards on Twitter where he was actually the front runner to be the first coach fired. So it's like how it started, as Alex kind of described, and where we are now and how it's going. Sorry, I ruined the meme. Anyway. Are you you're going to apologize to Cliff Kingsbury right now? Is that right? I've never said one ill thing about Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> it's obvious that you don't listen to me, and you're a terrible co-host, and you completely misrepresent me. Listen, Cliff Kingsbury has been the surprise of the NFL 2021 season so far, in my opinion, across everything, across the whole landscape, in a positive way. Sure, there's some negative things that have surprised people across the landscape of the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury has grown up. He's grown into his position. We saw this from Kyler from week year one to year two, where he kind of came into his own. Cliff, week one, people said it. I, um, you know, I kind of poo-pooed it at the time because he was pretty much yelling at a ref for his own mistake. But case in point was he was yelling at a ref, something we hadn't seen before. He wasn't offering them fruit boxes and fruit baskets and things like that, like he was doing during OTAs. It hasn't been perfect, and I'm not always gonna just say rainbows and butterflies. They're four and zero. There are things that have happened that have been overcome by the Cardinals having more points on the board at the end of the game than the other team, regardless of how it got there. But all in all, compared to what we've seen through the first two years, 
he's coached as perfectly as, as you would have ever hoped. Now, the only thing that I will not apologize for is that he doesn't deserve the bump from 2018 to 2019. It was a completely different roster. You give Cliff Kingsbury the roster from 2018, he's fired after year one. Okay? And I told Stephen Baca, damn it, I'd be positive this whole time. He jumps into our into our back thing right as I was poo-pooing one thing about Cliff Kingsbury. I promise, Stephen Baca, in your glorious beard, that I will not say anything more negative, anything negative from here on out for the next no. 20, 18 minutes. Hold on. Okay. You said you apologized, but you never did. I want to hear it. I apologize for Jack. I took the I information given to me. And you're wrong. Will you at least admit you were wrong? Sure. Okay, let's hear it. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Bringing you on as my damn co-host. That's what I was wrong about. I should have been doing this so solo. Yes, Cliff Kingsbury has been incredible. Okay? He's been incredible. I do think that he's gotten bailed out sometimes from his, you know, otherworldly quarterback. Uh, we are, but, but what do we say on our Twitter handle? We spread the gospel of Kyler Murray. We have it since day one. Um, yeah. And I think it's fun. I think it's still a work in progress and it's going to be fascinating as hell to watch the next 13 weeks of football. Absolutely. We're going to talk to Kyler Murray, the longtime friend, his trainer, Stephen Bach is going to join us here on Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. First, I got to tell you about anybody who drives and buys gas needs to know about this app. It's called Get Upside. Get the GetUpside app. They're making up to $0.25 cents every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play. Right now, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and uh, you'll get $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump any longer. Some people who drive a lot are making upwards of two, $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back, it's right at, add it right to your account, and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Locked on Cardinals. Let's bring on our guy, Stephen Baca. It's been too long since we've talked to him. Stephen, thanks for joining us, man. It's great to Dude. have you joining here on Locked hey, on Glad to be here. Appreciate you guys having me back. Listen to him. He's got that. I've been training people all day. <laughs> voice he's been getting after young men and women out there trying to do better for themselves i love it let me let me ask you this are you surprised at all by the performance through four games from kyler murray um no not surprised and we talked about you know expectations of what we were looking for uh last time i was on we talked about that um, all off season kind of what what the goals were and, and, and he knew that there was a lot of weapons on this team for him to, to have access to, to use. And I think what you're seeing is, uh, you know, that there's, there's not really an ability for any defense to key on one particular person, which, which really opens up his ability. And he's shown that uh, he really doesn't care who throws to, he doesn't care who who's out there, wherever the progressions have taken. And that's where the ball goes, which I think is uh, speaks to the development and the intelligence of, of kind of, some things that he looked at last year where maybe there were some times where, you know, Hopkins was, was kind of a forced target. Now you see, well, it doesn't matter who, who he's guarded, you know, who, who's, who's out there. The progressions will take him where the ball needs to go. Uh, and, and it's been incredible. We're not surprised. Uh, and I, I almost tweeted this, but I did it. I just I saved it, but we're never surprised by what's expected. And we've been expecting uh, to be successful each and every year since we've gotten to the league, since he's been here. Um, and so when you're able to, to do what you've expected to do, there's no surprise. Yeah. Stephen Baca at Baca underscore nation on Twitter. Uh, great follow. Uh, known Kyler Murray since 
sophomore year of high school. Is that about right? That If you haven't yeah. checked out, go to our YouTube and watch the two-parter that we did. I think it was in June. Some of the best stuff you've ever heard about Kyler Murray. You can hear people that report on him. You can also hear people who know him better than he knows himself. And Steven happens to be one of the three people on the planet that uh, can say that. Now, one thing about Kyler is once he plants his back step, you're dead. That's pretty much it. And what we saw his rookie year, not so much. Sophomore year, second year, a little bit more. But now he's really comfortable going through his progressions. And he's always looking downfield. And it doesn't matter if he's running 100 meters back and forth behind the line of scrimmage. When he plants his foot, you're dead, his back foot. And we're seeing that more and more. It just may take a little bit more time. Are those specific things you work on solely for that, where it's, Face downfield, when you're working out, are there specific workouts that allow him to have the, I don't know, have your body, you know, your weight forward, backwards, what the hell ever, to keep his equilibrium in place? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the foundation of athletic development starts with the foot. And so, you know, we talk about um, a cue that I like to give him is five toes down. And that, that means simply that you're, you're creating great contact with the ground. You're being aggressive with your foot patterns, not, not passive. Passive means you're just sitting with your foot in the ground. You don't really have any intention behind it. So we've trained and we've looked at his kind of his biomechanic patterns of, of how he runs and where he lands on his foot. And I've shown him slow-mo videos of him running and showing him, hey, this is the outside edge we're looking for on that foot. We want to find five toes down and we want to find good force production angles to create force or, or, or rotational force when he throws the ball. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we do from a force production uh, and absorption standpoint that you're going to see. Uh, that each that transfers into it. But um, I, I really don't think that if you were to watch his tape from even an early age, you would not say, oh, he's throwing the ball different than he ever thrown ball, the ball before. Um, you, you can watch, if you ever watch him throw in, in a session with uh, high school kids that, that are sometimes catch for him in the off season, the ball comes out the same as it did when he was a sophomore. It's gotten stronger, but the guy's always had an incredible arm. So the things that we do um, – focus on supporting that quality, but they don't, you know, that, that, that arm that he's had has been far before I knew him and uh, all the things I've done to help create and maybe create a space for that to improve. Um, that, that's the only thing I can attribute to what we do because again, you know, a guy like Kyle Murray is born. He's not created, right? He's born. I, I didn't create him. I didn't make him who he is. He was born that way. And I just, again, I always say this, I just try not to screw it up. So again, the, the, the toe angles, though, and then the foot foundation, that's a huge piece of, of how everything moves up the kinetic chain, right, to your ankle, to your knee. And that's not just for great force production, what you're seeing even for him throwing the ball, but it's also for injury prevention, you know, because 17 weeks is a long season. We want to make sure that he's continuing to play at this level throughout. Love talking to this guy, Stephen Baca, joining us here on Locked on Cardinals. Uh, check out the website, performancecourse.com, and um, – you know, you tell us the first time we ever chatted, uh, Kyler Murray, just very calmly, coolly. I think he was hanging out at your house. He's just like, I'm going to win the Heisman. Just going to win the Heisman. <laughs> and uh, I just got to ask story. I just got to ask you, did he at any point this offseason say, yeah, I'm going to win the NFL offensive MVP? <clears throat> well, I, I told y'all this last time. I told y'all that we, we had a moment where – you know, I was kind of pushing him and trying to get the most out of him. And I remember telling him, hey, you know, we're chasing that MVP. And that was, you know, kind of his response speaks to maturity that he has. As he said, you know, we're not chasing that. We, we want, I want a Super Bowl. And so 
if you watch his, his press conference after the, the Rams game, I think that's showing you his maturity um, as a leader and the way he speaks. And he said pretty clearly, you know, this is not this is this four games are great, but that's not the goal. And this is just part of that journey. And so throughout the offseason, we, we had kind of a laser focus on let's just take it one step at a time. Let's be really good in today's workout. We can't win the Super Bowl in February, right? But what we can do, well, I say that next February we can. Uh, but we can't win the Super Bowl in an offseason workout. But what we can do is win that rep. And we can win the next rep. And we can win that day. And then we stack those days on top of each other in the offseason. And then what you're seeing is the results of a lot of hard work. And so we never really said, hey, look, my goal is to win an MVP. I think what he wanted to do more than anything was win. We talked about he's never uh, missed the postseason prior to uh, these, these two seasons of, with the Cardinals in his life. And so all he cares about is winning. And, and kind of that mindset is, you know, I, I, the individual accolades, that stuff's going to come when we put great things and stack days and stack plays and stack drives and stack games, those individual things are going to come. And so I think what I love about his play so far is that the numbers that end up, they're a product of those specific plays. He's, and you know, you can tell, you know, there have been moments where he's made mistakes, but he's not forcing the ball into windows that shouldn't be forced, right? He's not trying to, to get stats or he's not creating rushing touchdowns or rushing uh, yardage out of nothing, right? He's taking exactly what's being given to him. So, you know, I think if you saw a person who was chasing an MVP, you might see touchdown chasing. You might see uh, certain types of runs in, in different positions where he's not protecting himself. But again, he's taking exactly what's being given to him. And that just speaks to the kind of team guy he is. He just wants to win. That's all he cares about. Hell yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted to ask you next. My goal, if you could ask me what a perfect situation would be for the Cardinals this year is for the offense to take a step forward and his rush attempts and yardage to take a step back because that not only will protect him as a quarterback, I don't give a rip how tall he is, how big he is, whatever. He's an NFL player, pound for pound. He's been the best player on the field the majority of his career. So his ability to not be rushing unless it's third and 16th scampering on the left side of the field where you know you, you catch a linebacker, you twitch, you're gone. His ability to evolve as a quarterback. And I knew it pissed him off. And you don't have to confirm or deny this, but you could tell when he talks now, he talks with purpose, and he always has, but never really. His rookie year, he was quiet. Sophomore year, a little bit more. When he got asked about the kneeling, we talked about that. Um, he's got teeth now during interviews. And yeah. when he talked about the running being a luxury, it's like he's pissed. He doesn't want to be a running quarterback because he's so much better than that. He's he's always a bit of pass for his quarterback. He just it just is easier when you're playing against a crap box Texas team during the Red River rivalry to scream down the left side of the field for 75 yards for a touch to keep your team right. in the game. Is that right. a conscious decision on his part to be like, listen, I can throw as well as I can pass, man. Let me rip. Well, I think that's that's you're seeing um, that he is not he's not a quarterback that you can put in a box. And I think coming out. A lot of people wanted to do that, right? They wanted to say, here's a guy who's a, a dual threat. And, and really, the only reason he's a dual threat is, is out of necessity and talent. It's not – he really wants to throw the football. And I love this year that extending plays, which he's done always. There was a really great play last year. Um, maybe it was against the Lions where he twisted and ran and hit Blair Fitzgerald for 12 or 15 yards. And everybody probably kind of remembers that. But you're seeing him extend plays with his legs with the intention of throwing the football. Right. And, and the only time he uses the legs are when situations presents itself like that, uh, that, that, that play against the Rams. Side note, we do a drill in the offseason uh, where uh, we move through the pocket 
with agility, okay? And then after he moves the pocket for about four to five seconds, I give him a direction, okay? Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not an NFL player, but I have a good angle, and I sprint right at him. And the goal is I just have to touch you, okay? I just have – I'm not tackled. I literally have, just have to touch you. So move, 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 boom, right, or boom, left. And so as he's moving the pocket and then I give him the clap and I point, I sprint right at him. And I, I mean, I, I play college football. I know I'm, I'm not an NFL player, but I can hold my own out there. And the move that he gave the defender, I promise you, he gave me the exact same move in an in a open field at 2 p.m. in March and about broke my ankle. And I remember, I remember just kind of dapping him up afterwards. And I was like, God, I thought I had you. Like, and I'm sprinting at him. And all I got to do is I just got to touch him. You know, like I can just touch his, his shirt and I got him down. And so I love seeing him put that into action. I love everybody else seeing that. It was, that was one of my favorite plays. But yeah. anyways, back, to, back to the question. Uh, yeah, I, I think what, what he knows is that running is a luxury. And we talked in the offseason. The more he runs, the, the more he runs and has rushing attempts and you're exactly right the more rushing attempts he has there's probably a byproduct of of the the level of what we're trying to attack probably decreases there's probably not a, a, as well the game plan as what it should be which is to attack the ball downfield with the weapons that you have and use that when you have to that's what you're seeing him do he only uses the, the legs when he has to and, and this to, to date he's done a great job of avoiding any contact and getting down which we also talk about that a lot too we're going to find out what Stephen Baca thinks we haven't seen from Kyler Murray that we expect to see later on this season. And we've seen a lot through four games and maybe what Steven's favorite player play is so far through four games as well. We're going to get into that conversation here on Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Steven's training a lot of people, and it's important what they put in their bodies. And I don't know if, you haven't, if you've heard about this yet, Steven, the Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious protein bar. That matches tasty and healthy, and it those worlds collide, and it's just an amazing treat. It's actually the best tasting protein bar on the market. You can get yourself a box of protein bars from Built Bar, fifteen percent off, just by going to builtbar.com or built.com using the promo code LOCK15. You'll get fifteen percent off at built.com using the promo code LOCK15. Alex, also real quick, you tell friends about BetOnline.ag. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Uh, betonline.ag, the, the graphic we put out on our Twitter page yesterday was that Cliff Kingsbury was plus 750 to start the season as the first coach to potentially be fired. Now he is the odds on favorite of plus 600 to be the NFL coach of the year. What the hell has happened? There's another thing that we know about uh, betonline.ag is that Kyler Murray is not the odds on favorite to win MVP at this current time. Doesn't matter who is because it should be Kyler Murray. Regardless, BetOnline's your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. They've got a new updated site and interface, more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So go to the website or use your mobile device today to receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, go to the website for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code locked on. Bet online where the game starts. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, hanging out with you. Locked on Cardinal. Stephen Baca joins us. Longtime friend, Kyler Murray, and of course, trainer of Kyler Murray's. Follow him on Twitter at Baca underscore nation. Check out his website, performancecourse.com. Oh, yeah. Been a lot of big plays from K1 this season. 
Tennessee, we remember the scramble around, the jump back, the poise hitting Rondell Moore. Remember the 77-yard touchdown strike to Rondell Moore. He spins out of trouble and finds a wide-open rookie wide receiver. And then most recently, I tweeted out, Stephen, it was 3rd and 16 against the Los Angeles Rams, and Kyler Murray hit a top speed of 20.07 miles per hour to pick up an 18 pick up 18 yards in the first down. How 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 many sessions training with you can you get me up to 20 miles per hour? <laughs> <laughs> two months. I'll get you there in two months, Bo. You got to do a lot of work, though. Get ready for it. <laughs> I mean, I, it's unreal. I'd be yeah, a rich man if I could get you there in two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Any place stand out to you that even had you is, is you've been watching Kyler far longer than we have. Anything stand out where you where you're just still like, wow. I, I can't believe he did that. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Rondell Moore play, the spin out and throw and find him down down the field. You know, I love that one. Uh, th- this past week, I love the AJ Green touchdown throw where you have a crossing. Uh, Christian Kirk is on, a, on a, I think, on, a, on an out. Maybe you have D Hop crossing, and both of them are relatively open. But you got a one on one shot with a guy you trust, and you take that. I think I really like that aggressiveness, especially on the down and distance. Um, but but the best if, – if you're looking for a strictly football play that just says, wow, the best one is uh, kind of a, a deep cross to Christian Kirk against the Titans where he's got a guy trailing underneath him and he puts his back foot in the ground in the middle of the pocket, right, where people were really concerned with can he see, can he really play, can he really take his – he puts his foot in the ground in the middle of the pocket and he makes a throw where, you know, Christian Kirk is bracketed and the ball has, has probably a margin for error of about one inch and the ball's perfectly placed. That's my favorite play to this, this entire year. It's the one that I've watched uh, repeatedly. Uh, as I mentioned to you guys, sometimes when I watch him play, I'm like, I don't, I don't know who that is. It's the guy that comes in and hangs out with me. It's not that person, right. but that, that play, that play, I think, um, what I love is speaks to who he is as a quarterback. The running stuff, that's awesome. But like y'all mentioned, he is a passing quarterback first. And when he scrambles, he looks to run and he uses his legs as a luxury. And that throw is about as good a throw as you can make. And I think it's one of his best throws this year uh, among many. But that's one that's just like you look at that and you watch it. I can just watch it over and over and over, just boom, right over that perfect like I said, margin for error, maybe an inch. And it's got to be one of his best throws I've seen. Yeah, man. And there's, I've been on the AJ Green train since day one. I thought he's going to be perfect for this offense. He'll be a bookend to DeAndre Hopkins. It'll allow Christian Kirk at the time before they drafted Rondo Moore to just run rampant in the middle of the field. Kyler Murray's never had a guy like AJ Green. You know, CD Lamb was 6'2. AJ Green plays like he's 6'8. He catches everything, he can run every route in the route tree. And I think that he is probably tied with Rodney Hudson the most important players for him on this offensive side of the ball, throwing it. DeAndre Hopkins is going to do what he does. He's going to bail people out. AJ Green and being old faithful without Larry Fitzgerald being there, who he never really clicked with, and Rodney Hudson just being the guy that he trusted to block the A-gap pretty much by himself, he appreciates AJ Green. And you can tell how he plays that he appreciates, even if it's three or four catches a game, his safety valve down the field. He appreciates A.J. Green being on the field, right? There's no doubt. You know, he he had uh, A.J. out to McKinney where he throws, and he threw with him, and I remember him come back, and he just said, 
AJ's a demon, <laughs> and that's 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 one of the that's one of his uh, his, his biggest praises he can give you. AJ's a demon, and I said, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Dude, that dude is unreal." He said he's six 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 five, and he moves like he's five ten. He, so he was come back, and he was just telling me all about kind of what this guy can do. And obviously, I've watched AJ Green in Cincinnati for years and years. As I watch, yeah. I'm a football guy. I watch all kinds of games, but I've watched AJ for years and years and years, and so. I think what I love about uh, the trust that they've built is, man, AJ's catch radius is out there. It's unreal. So you have DeAndre, like we mentioned earlier, where teams are going to say, you're not going to go to him. And you say, he says, fine, you know. And, and you've seen, you know, third and five, third and six, those kind of little hitch routes where, you know, he's got a guy in his back and he just says, if I could just put it in this little window, AJ's going to go get it. He obviously trusts him down the field. If he's got a guy boxed in, it's one-on-one, he's going to throw it up and let AJ go do his thing. He, he showed me that even on a little screen pass, which is kind of a little, little catch and go, that AJ can make people miss in short yardage distances and create stuff that he didn't have that option last year. Uh, and, and, man, Rondell and, and Christian Kirk, and you mentioned Rodney Hudson, but I, I would contend the entire line. I've, I have not seen them play this well collectively, and they've been – uh, unreal, even though there's been some mismatches, right? Some some pieces that have been in and out. I've never, I haven't seen them play with this dominance. And I think that speaks to Rodney Hudson's leadership and how he gets those guys on the same page. But it's so fun to watch him protected because early on that first year, you know, some of the struggles that he had, you know, as a biased fan of him and knowing him, I'm like, gosh, if we could get him some time and show what he does. And so you're seeing, hey, if you give the guy time, he's going to find where the spot is. And it doesn't matter what you do because the Rams consistently in his career, and I'll, I'll, I'm not going to get too much into that, but consistently in his career, the Rams have, have given him a formula that is not done. he's not done well with. Mm-hmm. The, the leap that you're seeing, the progression of his intelligence, because tool-wise it's always been there, but the progression of his intelligence has shown you the Titans threw something at him, the Vikings threw something different. Okay, Jaguars do something different. They said, we're going to try to come with the blitz. And then the Rams do something different. And, and each game was different the way he picked them apart, right? Which is the beautiful part because you're going to keep getting different looks thrown at you. And the way he's operated has been different each and every game. And that's what I love so much uh, about seeing that Rams defense throw a look at you that says, hey, we're coming with this. Fine. You know, I'll take that. Here's AJ. Here's Rondell. Here's Christian or whatever it is. Uh, and I think it all starts up front with those guys. And so it's just been fun to fun to watch that progression. And man, like you said, AJ Green, demon. Demon. <laughs> I love it. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> adopt that on this podcast. That's that's perfect. Demon. Uh we, we gotta get to the touchdown celebration before we get out of here, but I wanna kind of pay off the teeth. What was something that you anticipated seeing in the 2021 season that Kyler Murray still kind of has up his sleeve? Uh I mean what I, what I think is the most important quality is being consistent. And there's been uh, some kind of times in, in years past where, you know, th- there's been moments where, again, I, I can look back to New England last year. If you remember that game where Belichick squeezed the pocket and he kind of showed this is what we want to do against him, make him throw from the pocket. Well, he took that personally, kind of like the MJ thing, right? And I took that personally. And he said, you want to beat me and make me beat you from the pocket? Bet. I'll show you. I'll beat you in the pocket over and over again. So I love the the maturity there to to grow in areas where he was weaker, that he felt like he had weaknesses. So I think what you're going to see, and like I said, man, from athletically, that it speaks for itself. But I think you're going to see this this play being consistent. And again, I love that it's been different. It hasn't been the same. But you're going to see the consistency of decision making, and we can already see 
how decision making has gotten better each game, the better and better and better. And and I I told him I texted him after the game. I said I think that's the best game I've seen you play from a decision making standpoint. I said I've seen you make better runs or a mixed you know flashy touchdowns, but I've never seen you make better decisions throughout the entire game collectively. And I think what you're going to see that maybe he hasn't shown in the past is, is that consistent production of, of, of good decisions throughout the rest of the season. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, I absolutely thought, uh, especially when he had thrown a pick in the second half, or the start of each second half in the first three games, there was an emphasis. And you could tell he was being smarter with the football uh, in the second half to start against the Rams and just dialing up nice, th- good throw after good throw. Real quick before we get you out of here, Stephen, we always appreciate your time. And this isn't going to be the last time we're going to have you on the podcast, but the touchdown celebration, people call it the baby Yoda. What, what are you hearing about this thing? And real quick, before you answer, I have a bone to pick with this really quickly. Okay. What happened to the hop? That was my favorite thing. It didn't make any sense. That was my favorite thing. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to hop, bro. I'm going to hurdle. I'm going to hurdle. Because the first time I saw it was, we talked about this, in the in the CFP against Alabama when they yeah. had scored three touchdowns in a row or something like that. He breaks between the best defense in college football. He's like, gotcha bees and he just hops into the end zone and we saw it first and second year what gives well i think i think those are situational he hasn't had that kind of run that's that's don't that, give me that this is a conscious decision no he's not going to take a naked bootleg and do a hop where there's no one around him come on he's not he he understands the scenario and, and this is the thing he loves bruce lee people need to understand his love for bruce lee okay it's very deep he loves Bruce Lee movies. He loves the, the man that he is. Be like water, right? That, that, that's he's sinning himself. He's being like water. He's not being Baby Yoda. He doesn't even like Star Wars. He never even seen it. <laughs> so people are always like, Good oh, man. here's the Baby Yoda thing. I mean, no, he doesn't watch Star Wars. Although, I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan. Maybe he should. But he it's the Zen, man. He's sinning himself. He's yeah. He's got the Bruce Lee thing going. He's got the paths. It's all about being water, baby. It's all about being water. I love it. Uh, it just happened to happen. It was after Chandler Jones was poking fun at Kyler Murray, <laughs> called him Baby Yoda, and they're fun back and forth, which is great about this team. And and Kyler being one of the leaders there, it's it's just a fun 4-0 start so far. It's always fun to catch up with our guy, Stephen Baca, of course. Check him out on Twitter, Stephen underscore – I'm sorry, at Baca underscore nation. Of course, check out the website, performancecourse.com, molding – training young men and women out there at affordable prices. It's unbelievable that you're giving them these opportunities. I mean, you train one of the best football players on the planet and somebody can go out there in the, uh, in the Dallas area and get the same type of training and not break the bank. It's incredible what you do, man. We really appreciate your time. Every time you jump on with us, Steven. Absolutely, man. You guys are my guys now, man. I'm locked in. I see some more positivity on Alex. Okay. I'm going to check Twitter. I don't want to see any negativity. I Listen, can't have dude, the first quarter of the game. I can't have any negativity. I got to have once you, <laughs> once you start giving me some free how do I get rid of my beer gut lessons, you'll get no <laughs> negativity, okay? I need something out of this yeah. relationship too. All right, damn it. All right? I got you. I got you. <laughs> he's, he's unhappy with himself, so of course he's going to be negative on Twitter. Let's that makes him. sense. We're, we're going to have to have you find your water. Okay? Oh, water. dehydrated. Go watch, go watch some Bruce Lee movies and fit center yourself before Sunday. You Perfect. got it. Steven Baca, we'll talk to Thanks, him. Bro. We'll talk to everybody else. Uh, crossover Thursday, tomorrow, right here on Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network.